3: plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns don't miss our special mother's day deals save big on the season's most beautiful trends for a limited time get up to 50 percent off by going to blue nile.com that's blue
4: com. Uh, hello everybody this uh, is max rushton here with your hawksby and jacobs weekly podcast andy jacobs it is here hi Andy yes, thanks very much Max you've hey been, no thank you yeah Paul was here last Friday but you've been sitting in for have, yes. the first four days of the week and I have. Uh, it's been a fine effort from you I'm very very proud of your efforts this week well I would I imagine a lot into the show I'd imagine the podcast will be exactly 12 hours long because there's <laughs> I, I can't so. think of one bit you would take out of the four days we've done <laughs> so if you are on a, hour if, if you do jog the length of the podcast we do apologize yeah. Um, anyway, what's in the podcast? Well, Martin Kellner. Uh, people still want to hear Martin, even though there was a few complaints <laughs> about the fact that it's a bit out of date by the uh, time you get around so to it. Martin Kellner from 1987. That's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, the biscuit game that you brought in that we played with the newsreels. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that was really good. Um, wasn't it? Soccerology. Socology. 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 Uh, Kevin George was very interesting on the subject of young players and also uh, the Raheem Sterling situation, yeah. as we call oh, it. I, I said he could make a great co-host. I, mean, I wasn't suggesting we got rid of you halfway through a show, but that's, that's how you took it. That such is the fragile ego of the radio yeah, presenter. That is very true. Mm. Uh, Paul Watson, the organiser and uh, driving force behind Canifa, the Canifa Football World Cup. He came in for a chat pre-tournament. Mm. Mm, uh, Sheepgate, you'll hear all about that. It's, it's a great sadness for yeah, all of us. Tremendous... I did get a tweet. I didn't read it to you. Someone said that um, it, it was not a subject I should be joking about because sentiment is a serious thing and the really? loss of your ceramic sheep was important to you and I should respect you for that well that's possibly true we did there was a moment last night when we just sat down and we both looked at each other and went we miss old Sheepy. It was quite sad, really. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, please. I can't. I'm sorry. I just can't get behind feeling. It. I mean, look, I I appreciate you had it for a long time, but uh, at the end of the day, oh, you don't care about anything. You're heartless. You, I If I am... try and show you pictures of my grandchildren, you just scoff. No, I no, just I'm really pleased you have healthy grandchildren. I don't need to see them. Okay. You know, I don't care about. Them. I'll be honest. Don't care. Good. And I'm a nice. At least you're honest. I'm a happy nihilist. Yes. Nothing matters, but that doesn't mean you should be sad about it. Oh, right. What is a happy nihilist? Be, it's, it's, you're, looking con- you're, you're looking content at one on a visit to Egypt, <laughs> right now. Don't, yes, uh, can you put in my Isle of Man joke? <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you uh, put in the
4: silence? A lot of people liked. Put it. in my silence afterwards. <laughs> no, don't bother. And also, you brought to the table a an ancient version of "Don't ask me." Yes, was, uh, you know, "Don't ask me" from when we so last did a see show how together. How we did that, the so. week commencing April the 23rd, which is actually where Martin Kellner's uh, piece comes from as well. So, <laughs> yes. that's perfect. So, please enjoy
5: and now there's a little story maybe on this part it might lead on to something I think quite a few people do this in different sports Mm. people obviously always do it around certainly a late great uh, friend of mine used to do this uh, with the guys in his uh, Mm. local pub up on uh, Merseyside who, who were sort of Saints fans they would just buy Tickets for the Challenge Cup final And hope their team got there If not, they'll just have a day out yeah. And that's the norm That's why you get all the different shirts there People will, It's a bit like a Christmas club fun yeah. they used to do Everybody mm. puts in, gets their tickets Comes down as a, as a, as a good weekend In that London yeah. And uh, this yeah. was a story Apparently Sam Wallace is, is out in Kiev For the uh, Telegraph And he said one of the weirdest things he's seen Some guys walking through the Botanical Gardens uh, three guys uh, basically dressed in Lederhosen and, and Bayern Munich shirts.
4: Oh, they obviously bought tickets. <laughs> yeah. He said they booked
5: trips to Kiev in December. Um, and the guys, one of the guys said, "We do it every year." Um, and he said, uh, "Yeah, we, we hope Bayern make it. And if they don't, we just go away and make a weekend of it. Yeah. We've been to Milan and Cardiff. I'm I a Chelsea years.
4: fan who buys the ticket to the uh, yeah. plane ticket early to wherever the, the final is." It's obviously wasting his time.
5: Well, as you home in on it, on a European final, if you get to the latter stages and you think, do I want to take that chance of being one of mm. like 10,000 tickets that actually go to the fans? Mm. Because they have the general pool of tickets you can buy for the final from UEFA. Yeah. And I've often thought, you know, should I take a punt? Just get a couple. I could always just sort of give them to someone else and just go for a, a fun weekend, whoever mm. gets there. So I wonder if you've done that, folks. Have you taken that punt and thought, no, look, we'll just go and have a good time. We'll make the best of it. So if you've done what those Bayern fans did and what people do around the Challenge Cup every year, talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 81089, 81089, I'm taking over (laughs) the phones.
6: Eight ten. we have to ring you at home? (laughs)
5: 81089 for me. 81089, tweet uh, tweet TSH&J, TSH-A-N-D-J. I'm going to ask Goffy a question later on. Is Barnsley proper Yorkshire? Oh, yeah. Well, not according to Fabian Delph. He said, he says, I'm Yorkshire. He says, proper Yorkshire, Yorkshire tea bags in the house. He said, I'll be taking them to Russia. And he said, there's a few Yorkies in the squad, uh, but they're posh Yorkies like Stones. who's from Barnsley. Posh.
4: (laughs) I (laughs) I thought Harrogate was posh. As uh, my
5: son's mate says, I'm Blatford. B-R-A-T-F-O-R-D. I'm oh, Bradford. Uh, Reap proper Yorkshire, says Fabian oh, well. So that's why I'll goffy uh, whether Barnsley is proper
4: Yorkshire or is it posh Yorkshire. <clears> throat>
5: <I'm>, throat> I guess I know what he's going to say. Yeah, <laughs> I know what he's
4: going to say too. What a great honour for him doing the bell this yeah, morning. Yeah, like He really enjoyed mm. it. And uh, did you know that uh, the panic of waiting, this is a story in the sunday panic of waiting for a takeaway pizza uh, gets your heart racing 25% faster. Yeah. I sounds it's like exercise. I suppose it is, it's
5: really. I mean, that's how the moose gets all of his exercise. Yeah,
4: exactly. It's
5: true. It was, uh, That's right. Pizza fans, it said, hooked to monitors. Uh, and if it's how long they waited. A four-stage takeaway trauma. And we should have really waited for the moose for this. Mm. It's like the difference. At first, after about five minutes, these people will tap their fingers and toes as they're all kind of mm. waiting by that desk in uh, Domino's because they can see them being cooked. Yeah. Obviously, other pizzas are available and all All right, that. then. So that's that. Uh, stage two, anxious. Uh, about 10 minutes in, uh, you start getting really anxious and frustrated. Stage three, 40, 40 minutes is a long while for 40 the minutes, you get it for free, don't I, it, well, I don't think they do that anymore. You get
4: visibly irritable. I think the moose would be swinging at people after 40 so minutes. It's popular takeaway food now yeah. that I, I was in a restaurant, not a proper restaurant, it's a hamburger place the other night, and, this, and it was taking so long to get on meal, and the reason was there was just like a succession of these blokes, delivery blokes, coming in and getting takeaway orders. It's wow! Like, you know, people haven't got time to go out now. Well, they haven't, <laughs> they haven't really. They haven't. <laughs> they, just, they just haven't got. Time. Haven't got time. Well, anyway. I, I bumped into, I caught up with Ronaldinho actually. Did you really? I said, "It's great you're going to marry two women," and he thought that was bigger me. Yeah. Oh, oh for come on, sake. ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and, let's take you back to the. <laughs> let's take you back to the Finsbury Park Empire circa 1952.
5: Come on, when that even Barry Cryer sitting there. Saying, come on, that's that's before be me. Uh anyway. Uh you we're... didn't see it coming though, did
4: you? No. It's... I didn't know. There you go. Oh and Oh hang on. Yeah, go on No, up. no. It was our millionth podcast download. We don't know the person who you did it. You said podcast. Podcast. Sorry. Our millionth podcast <laughs> downloader. <laughs> you're really down with the kids aren't you what about you your phones yeah that's true <laughs> telling yeah. people to ring you 8, 81089 let's move on Andy thank well, no, you it's a millionth podcast a big thing that All right. million... what do you want me to do well celebrate it we and... don't
5: know it is no but we could have given them something we, for we asked the was. pals that be what was the name of our millionth customer we can pass them on a prize they, they said know. we don't
4: know so yeah.
5: what's the point so anyway but you thank you, you. But thank you very much
4: Yeah. Slavon Bilic in line for the China <coughs> job. Yes, and it's an earner, isn't it, the China <sighs> job? He's replacing Marcelo Lippi, Italian, who was on an eye-watering 21 million. Wow, really? That's a lot of money, isn't it, for a team that, you know, isn't really good. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, that's the. I suppose that's yeah. the job, isn't it, to make them good?
4: <laughs> yeah, but, you know. That's that's the role. I
5: suppose but so. we we'll see what happens. So just a reminder then, you took a punt, you went anyway, even though your team weren't there. If you did what those German fans have done, the blokes in the lederhosen, wandering around Kiev today just took the chance to, to buy Bayern Munich uh, may make it the uh, German guys talksport.com forward slash H&J text 81089 or tweet to H and j got a bit of a Johnny Nash story today oh yeah um, shopper Neris Hanna 23 got back in the wrong Peugeot 207 at a car park in Rotherham and ate the owner's sausage roll Really? Now it's all right if you've got a a Peugeot two hundred and seven.
4: Johnny Nash. What? The same keys open each car?
5: Well, no, but the car's open. Say the car's open. Oh, say it's open. So and you sit in the car and you think, well, this looks like my car, except there's a sausage roll on the seat. Surely you've got to remember you bought a sausage roll. Well, exactly. Surely you have. So you think I'll eat that and see what happens. (laughs) We go through the looking glass. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's a weird story. Why? Why she did that? Yeah. Anyway, uh, more <laughs> we'll on never that And on. even what more that weird? weird, how did it make a national newspaper? On. Roxanne Pallett <laughs> telling us she had black cherry and her boyfriend had rum and raisin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a day it's been for news like this. It's been fantastic <laughs> it's what been, we do without the it's tabloids. Been incredible. This is what they want.
7: Listen to The Hawksby and Jacob Show live every Monday to Friday afternoon from 1, broadcasting across the UK on DAB Digital Radio, online at talksport.com or via the TalkSport app.
4: Good afternoon, everybody. This is Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport. Max in for Paul today and tomorrow. Andy got in on Friday. Paul back on Monday. Uh, before we talk about this incredibly expensive trophy, and you've received some devastating news from the Jacobs household and really has set you back uh, slightly, hasn't it? To explain everything. Yes, it's a little bit unfortunate. I've got this beautiful uh, thing that I found in a shop called Strangeways in Kings Road about over 40 years ago. It was a life-size sheep was a ceramic life-size sheep on a on a grass base. It was right, a f- with fantastic yeah. thing, and we've uh, all we've all got one. No, it? no, and, I, and it was a sort of collectible, and uh, and I sort of basically had it in the house. And when we moved last year, just found a really nice, perfect place for it in the new uh, flat. But it's uh, I've just had a photo of it. It's all smashed to smithereens, smashed, yeah, which is a little bit depressing oh, yeah. as it's completely irreplaceable. Well so you, you know the magic of radio is a bit like <laughs> so have you it's a, got a it's strange more, way sheep yeah. on a grass base well any life that you'd size like <laughs> any life size ceramic sheep I have um, found one on on eBay, a beautiful large ceramic uh, black faced ram twenty two centimeters long. That's mm. not quite good, but it hasn't got its own base. Oh, I see. You, so not, but, that's not good enough. You need well, well this, maybe, one, this one came with its own little bit well, of grass. Maybe someone else has a just a grass plinth just around. <laughs> uh, anyway, listen. Um any messages of support for Andy through this difficult time? Uh the hashtag pray for Andy. It'd be good if we could get that trending through the day. Um did he you know, he. It's very emotional talking to Mrs. Jacobs on the phone at a second ago. Well, I'm very happy about no, it, that's for sure. But in, <laughs> and he said, and it worked so well in the room, and that's the thing I couldn't quite... <laughs> where does a life sheep, how does that work in any room that's a ceramic sheet. Anyway, I'm sorry for your loss, Andy. Mm. I wish you well, and I'm... You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fair thank you very you, much, i fair Fair to you for, for carrying on. I shall try and get over it.
7: Hawksby and Jacobs Weekly from Talk Sport. <laughs> oh, I
4: have a question for you. Oh, uh, yes. Because this mm. week I've been doing preparation... Yes, for uh, the show. I've been so impressed. Oh, that's very kind of you. I don't know anyone else will have noticed at all. But when you prepare, do you? do you take yourself away to the study to the Jacob's study what how what, what you know when you because when I'm preparing now mm. the future Mrs. Rushton is just because normally we'd just go out for breakfast and go yeah I'm doing the afternoon Chuck do nothing all morning <laughs> she's just sitting there watching me read the papers mm. so, and I, I don't really answer her and you know I wouldn't say we get to rowing but, no but um, obviously I've been doing the show a long time so, you have uh, yes and especially uh, it was fine in the old house because I had a room and then she was being another room but in the, in the new place it's, right. it's just a big open plan thing oh, dear. so I have a little office area mm. and uh, is she allowed in it well she'll be up the other end in the kitchen okay uh, <laughs> <how> very stereotypical <laughs> step, this step, is. stepping over <laughs> I'd like my breakfast please <laughs> no i do now. my own breakfast <laughs> stepping over bits of cracked sheep <laughs> <laughs> and she she wears the headphones the noise excluding headphones and so Does she wear them all the time <laughs> well while I'm preparing <laughs> okay but not why Who are you talking to while you're well, preparing no, you're, while you're reading the paper you don't want other sounds do you because you know it puts you off I mean you know I think. Oh, I see. So, okay. So she just, but, but just to be clear, like when you get home, get the future f- Mrs. Head, head <laughs> 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 A pair of Rushtons. You, just to be <laughs> you clear. You know what I mean? When you get home, does Mrs. Jacobs keep the noise cancelling headphones on or does she listen to what you have to say? <laughs> no, no. She, uh, she talks to me uh, quite a lot. Okay. And, uh, yes. Um, and how long is the, how was the show conversation? Uh, very what, short. What, how did it go? Yeah. When does she say, how was the show? Yeah, often she listens. She's a, oh, she's really? a big listener, yeah. Okay. She, she enjoys the show. I mean, she was driving the other day. She listened to most of it. There Yesterday she was listening to it with with her granddaughter. Okay, 81089, uh, Mrs Jacobs, if you'd like to text. <laughs> uh, let us know how you she's think She's quite going. worried about the Chelsea situation. Well, obviously. Is she more worried about that <laughs> or the sheep? Well, the Chelsea thing, because she knows it'll impact on her if the club implode. Oh, OK. Well, the sheep thing seems to impact on her quite directly, (laughs) given your reaction in the ad breaks yesterday.
7: Subscribe to the Hawksby and Jacobs weekly podcast today and get all the highlights of the week delivered direct to you every Thursday.
5: Yeah, Music's I back. You. I told you. Nice, yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, lovely. Surprise me. Martin, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. What a week of sport on TV it's been. What a week on sport. Uh, <laughs> what? What a <laughs> week it's <laughs>
3: been. What a week-o sport. <laughs> like like Pico week-o wine. <laughs> it's a real week-o sport. Yeah. Uh, Fillet-o yeah, oh, fish. Indeed. Yeah. I watched the, uh, the Mo Salah documentary. I know you had the guys in because I was here. I didn't yeah, actually a chat hear. The with Tony
5: Pastor is the guy mm, behind it. Yeah. yeah,
3: I didn't actually hear the chat because, right. you know, you can get to. You know, life's too short, isn't it, Martin? It I is. know you're yeah. a busy man. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, but I did watch the documentary, which yeah. is interesting on Channel Four. I mean, obviously, we're all hugely looking forward to uh-huh. the match tomorrow night. I yeah. mean, I can't think of a match that I've been looking forward to as much as this for for a long, long time. Mm. Mm. Um, so we're all looking forward oh, to that. West Ham, Southampton, when they had to stay out. Oh, yeah, West Ham, Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Go on. Uh, yeah. No, but it's it, it, you know it's a real event, and obviously Channel Four they had the documentary, mm. but they've not got the event. No. Um, but it, I'd read a lot about Mo Salah, Jonathan Norcroft did a brilliant piece in the Sunday Times so I knew basically the story and the four and a half hour journey he had to training every day and all that uh, they started filming in or the start of the film was in Nagrig which is the small village in Egypt and I said to the missus without a word of a lie you can ask her about this we were sitting there and they, they sort of um, trailed they were going to Nagrig mm. the uh, the village where he was born and mm. I said I bet they show a film of a goat an emaciated looking goat in a dusty field and that was the first <laughs> shot it's so a was, money that's shot that's it's the establishing it would have gone with is it it, really? it is indeed for, uh, <laughs> set you up yeah for, uh, they, I mean they had a lot of interviews with with people hmm. out there they said he's more influential i mean he's obviously what the a, goat no the goat's <laughs> actually uh, not that influential the goat just got mvp uh, 3 times last season <laughs> yeah. more influential MVG, they said but, yeah. than the president of egypt yeah. Which uh, I'm very much hoping is going to bring peace to the Middle East. Yeah. Otherwise, um, you know, forget that. But <clears> it <throat> was a good show. The, you know, it was a, it was a decent show. They mm. had all good talking heads. I don't know how it was. Goalhanger Productions. Yeah. How they managed to get Gary Lineker. And <laughs> no. Yeah, tough right booking. <laughs> yeah. Hell of a tough booking, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, and John Bishop <clears> as well. Yeah. Mm. But I thought uh, there was a couple of interesting things about it. I thought it was quite interesting the way they sort of exonerated Chelsea in terms of everybody says, "Well, Chelsea had most Salah. They had." Kevin De Bruyne, you know, why don't they hold on to these people? And uh, Steve McManaman and Steve Gerrard both said that you really can't, have, you know, when, you, when these players are, are kids mm-hmm. and they turn up at a place like Chelsea, I mean, you'd know better than me, Andy, but they turn up at a place like Chelsea that's full of huge characters, people like, uh, you know, John Terry mm-hmm. and, and Lampard and the rest of them. It is easy for kids not to show even the potential that they might have.
4: Yeah, sometimes I agree with you. Sometimes, I mean, in the case of Salah, that's definitely true. I, I would, could never have predicted what's happened to him. And I like to think I can judge a player, but I, yeah. I couldn't see it. I thought he was a good player. I thought he had skills, but he was trying too hard. But De Bruyne, I could see that. You could yeah. see that. It was madness. Yeah. Absolute yeah. madness. Well,
3: certainly in Salah's case, this yeah. uh, yeah. on No, Joseph, it's fair enough. Yeah. Because he did go around it. He was in, I thought this was interesting. Uh, he went to, Bar, to Basel, mm. as we know, 2010, and uh, one of his mates back in Egypt said uh, it was the food that put him off, the Swiss food, oh, wow. which obviously, as we know, mm. is mostly cheese and Toblerone. Sort of mm. Swiss roll. As, as cheese, Toblerone and Swiss roll. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing about Toblerone is mm. it, if you're not used to eating it, it does take the skin off the roof of your mouth. Yeah. You know, you don't know how did, pointy. Did, did
5: Salah say that? Did he go into
3: detail? He uh, didn't actually go into detail did about he the yeah, fondue—that's just seventies. It's too. Yeah, 70, yeah. Although it's coming back, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's back. back. Yeah. It is coming
4: back. Everything comes um,
5: back.
3: Yeah, but, but he did get Player of the Season. In it's a good
5: name <laughs> for a Brazilian player, isn't it? Fondue. <laughs> Surprised no one's gone with that. Yeah, it's a good name for <laughs> yeah, a Brazilian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They probably wouldn't have an e on the end, but uh, no. that's, that's not by the by. It's by yeah. the by. But yeah. yeah. we'll just carry on on uh, Mo Salah. Um, <laughs> we it- dipped into the transfer market and bought fondue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about that for Sky Sports? Dipped, you know, have yeah. that for nothing on a player that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. brilliant. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's have amazing. you watched anything else other than this most yes, I I uh, have. Good.
4: I've, 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 I was, was going to are your review is nearly <laughs> as long as the programme. Very <laughs> accusing tone of voice, <laughs> I felt
3: this. It? <laughs> yeah. And the great thing is, both shows I watched this week featured the Beatles. Um, Neither programme was directly. He's got nothing
5: else, he tells us there, so let's make, let's make hang this one
3: out for four yes. minutes. <laughs> That's the um very true. Yeah, no, I've loads to say. I don't
4: want to cut you short. Have you got anything else you want to say <laughs> about uh, Mo Salah? Yes, I have, as it happens, Andy. <laughs> I really have. Let's <laughs> go, go back to Mo Salah. I think noticed, it was a good
3: show. I've noticed this uh, great debate going on on Twitter <laughs> yeah. about whether this should be a daily podcast oh, yes. or a weekly podcast. Yeah. And uh, people have been adding me into this, yeah. saying humorous and satirical things like, um, <laughs> "I want it to be a daily podcast because I don't want to miss Martin Kellner talking about what he's not seen on TV." Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and ten days later. Ten yeah. days later. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're um, thinking of putting this back?
4: out in November. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, it'll still be relevant. It <laughs> oh, will be. It's right. The it joke really about Toblerone—I've been using that for years. <laughs> yeah. it, it lasts. Um, but I did thought it I did think it was interesting mm. the way when Coutinho left Liverpool, it did leave that you know it left. The space there for Salah to become the central character, you know, in Liverpool's season, if you like, in Liverpool's narrative. Mm. And um, the statue of the Beatles, I ought to say, is it's in the same way as it's impossible to do a film about a small a poverty-stricken village in Egypt without yeah. having a, a, a shot of an <laughs> emaciated goat—it's mm. impossible to do a film about Liverpool without showing either the statue of the Beatles or the Cavern. We got the statue in this one. Mm. Yeah. But the other thing I watched this
4: week well, they oh, yeah. have taking the goat. Uh, to... <laughs> yeah, to the Cavern. Well, yeah.
3: in FC Cologne, have a goat that wanders goes around yeah, the pitch yeah. at the start. We've mentioned this before. Well, yeah, uh, yeah Hereford yeah. has a bull, don't they? But they do. Yeah. In FC Cologne—it's um, called something like Glockenspiel. I can't remember. But they do. <laughs> definitely have a... made that up. That, yeah. But they do have a go to FC Cologne. Oh. And um yeah, I did watch Finally, 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 but it is relevant because right. it's out there on um the BBC iPlayer. Yeah. I finally watched the Water Splash documentary. Oh, tremendous. Of, which was great. Wasn't it good? Uh, it was brilliant. And mm. if you can uh, search for it on the iPlayer, you have to search for it. Don't put it in Splash, because that's a film with Daryl Hannah about mermaids. Yeah. yeah, there's no rugby league in there. Uh, Don oh. Fox, just a fleeting appearance of oh, Splash. Oh, poor but... mermaid. I'd
5: love to hear the the. the, the ed- <laughs> wearing though talking us through Splash like mm. as a DVD extra that would be good that
3: would just maybe somebody will uh, do that eventually yeah. but it was very very. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what I thought was interesting about mm. it for rugby league fans and mm. that is Eddie Hearn is currently in talks with the rugby league Barry, because oh, it's Barry rugby... isn't it
5: it's, uh, is it Barry yeah, or yeah. Eddie no it's Eddie oh, it's actually Eddie really? it's wow. Eddie Hearn it wow. may be wow.
3: Barry may be pulling the strings but yeah. Eddie Hearn oh, okay. wow. has had meetings with the president of the RFL okay. mm. now rugby league is in a parlous state at the moment I know we always try and build up and it is a great sport mm. um, but there are a number of factors that's led to a drop in rugby league 's popularity yeah. anybody will will tell you this rugby league is in a bit of a dysfunctional state at the moment, and that 's why they 're talking with Eddie Hearn when you look at what he 's done you know what the Hearn people yeah. have done for darts and snooker yeah. you know, it 's a logical step um, there was and I just thought what we sort of fear, what I fear we might lose is the sort of camaraderie of rugby league, if you like. And that was shown in this water splash documentary. The fact that all those players, mm. you know, they put an arm, uh, Gus Risman of, uh, yeah. so Beverisman Be- of Leeds, Be- uh, put an arm round Don Fox at the end of it. Don Fox fronted up for interviews with Frank Yeah, It was, it was David was Coleman, wasn't Coleman. it?
7: Subscribe to the Hawksby and Jacobs weekly podcast today and get all the highlights of the week delivered direct to you every
4: Thursday. It's hey, also National Biscuit Day. Oh uh, it's a yeah. wonderful Thing and you, uh, if you weren't listening yesterday because it was about bank holiday and you, you took the show off um, uh, Andy's asked me to do preparation for the show these days it was a huge disappointment to me, I didn't, didn't realise that anything went into this, three hours of so complete ridiculous. guff, anyway uh, so your, yeah. for, your forfeit for this is the. are you smart enough to recognise the great biscuits of, uh, it's, it's a great radio feature do you mean the biscuits of Great Britain or the great biscuits of Britain, here are some biscuits there are 20 in total, I'll give you four um, and you've got to guess these things. If you want to play along at yeah. home, do get the correct page of the Daily Mirror. It's not as simple as, you, as it seems because the biscuits are photographed in a bit of a um, question of sport. Yeah, they're quite, of sport, you yeah, know, they're quite sort good. of. It, it is mystery biscuit. <laughs> mystery biscuit. <laughs> one of them's in a soldering. <laughs> with a soldering iron. <laughs> one of them's yeah. playing, playing snooker. Oh no, he isn't a snooker biscuit. <laughs> one of them's stuck in a sound pit. That's some terrible music. Uh, okay, number one. Number one is a digestive. Incorrect hobnob. Number hobnob, two. I meant hobnob. Well, you can't say that. <laughs> That's not good enough. Uh, custard cream. Correct. Number three. Yeah. <sighs> it could be anything, that. Well, a bit it... of pink blom blob. Pink blamange or something. I don't know <laughs> so what it is. It's a party ring. I've never heard of that. One out of four. Uh, One out of three. Sorry. Shortbread, number four. It's a ginger nut. So there we go. <laughs> so, I, I mean, we have. I've got 20 of these. Oh, <laughs> <I> don't bother. <laughs> I am going to say, these were coming in on Thursday after your preparation had run out.
7: (laughs) Hawksby and Jacobs Weekly from Talk Sport.
4: Andy is laughing because uh, our next guest, Kevin George, uh, used to uh, be a professional footballer. And I've already tried to sign him. The for Polytechnic force <laughs> yeah, well, it's looking, it's going well. It, it is going well. Kevin, as Kevin's agent, yes. <laughs> there won. are other, There's a lot of other interests. Is that right? So, yes, the so civil so service been, interested. Yeah. That's right. That's a problem. Um, uh, Kevin, lovely to lovely to speak to you. Thanks
1: for coming in. Yeah. You've written a book called Psychology. Um, yeah. Tell us what psychology is and why you've written the book. So psychology is a book about the psycho and emotional elements of football. So from the welfare standpoint, but also for the art of football and the business of football as well. I've never understood why we don't pay attention to players' feelings, because actually, it's not only good for their well-being, but also what we want to get out of them on the pitch is so important. I mean, I wrote the book because of my personal experiences from when, I mean, I started off a schoolboy at West Ham, a pro at Charlton, but I worked so hard when I was at Charlton, because not only because you should do, but that was the only thing you have control over, is how much I work. And that would improve my chance of being good on the pitch. But when I got released, Alan Kirby said, um, you know, you can hang around for three months if you want to have a look. And I thought, I've been there three years. What do you mean? And I was really upset. Mm. I didn't say anything to him, though. I walked out the office and Keith Peacock, the assistant, called me in and he said, are you upset? And I said, yes. He said, why? And I said, because I felt like I deserved the chance. and I never got it. And he said, you know what? In all the years I've done this, people say that, but I actually p- agree with you. So I was proud because I've done myself justice. But I thought, hold on a minute. That's not right. So I've wasted three years of, and the most important years as well yeah. of my football career. So when I left, I was going on trials. I weren't even fit. So it's easy. Someone could easily say, do you know what? You know, he's got a bad attitude or, you know, you're not fit. But I was damaged. I was damaged. And, and I didn't know. So I didn't consciously think, you know what? I'm not going to bother. But unconsciously, it was like, if this is what I got served up, I'm not willing to put in that effort again. Mm. Um, so what happens, I, t- I took a step away from football, set up a... Um, I was doing like TV work. So all I knew was football. So I was doing like body doubling for Thierry Henry, Ronaldo, all of that stuff. Um, but it wasn't regular work and then I set up an education company um, doing behaviour therapy, engaging people that, you know, who I grew up around in schools who would misbehave and whatnot but I always wanted to get back into football and I wasn't sure how. So I set up a blog, psychology was a blog probably about six or seven years ago talking about my experiences and anything that came up, almost giving a deeper reason as to why Um, and it just developed, made notes and then January 2017 I thought that's it I'm doing this book and I sat down started interviewing players from the former players current players the next generation of players um, and finding out what happened so for example the players that are injured what is it like players who are depressed why the intelligent players like how do you know to find space is it natural did a coach teach you this what what's what's the answers we you know we talk about football all the time but we don't dig below the surface and then going outside of football I interviewed one of the um, senior partners at KPMG because I wanted to discuss leadership, but not just in football. So looking at leadership um, in general and looking at what the pluses are in football, what the pluses outside of football and how they compare. Um, And, you know, there's a lot around Mourinho and Sir Alex Ferguson because I've got a few players who played under them. So it's just looking at football as a whole. And for, you know, my editor said to me, who's this book for? And I was really gritting my teeth. I was like, I've got to pick someone. And I'll say for the player. But really... If you're a player, it gives you so much insight, whether you're a pro, or whether you want to get in the game. If you're a parent, it's so difficult because I work at parents and like, you know, it, you know, my son doesn't say anything to me because obviously I work in the men's game. They don't say anything to me. And it's so difficult. But actually reading this book, it lets you know so much about what's going on in the game, what your child's going through. And also, actually, you're the only one who's got your child's back because a lot of coaches are not happy when I say this, but... um, you, the coaches cannot have the player's best interest at heart because if they do it becomes a conflict of interest mm-hmm. and they do mean well And by the way I'm not saying they don't they mean well but sometimes parents get blinded by that and then their child gets released and then it is just so damaging for the family so um, you know I can go on all day I don't know no, no, it's no, fascinating, it's fascinating. Yeah.
4: I wonder about you mentioned about the fee- players' feelings, and yeah. it's interesting with this Raheem Sterling story today about, yeah. from my point of view, he can okay. do what he likes, I don't understand why it's a story, but how we, when we watch football, we we tend to disconnect between the fact that they're human beings and they have feelings yeah. when we're watching them playing football. I should now. say, just there, I mean, can you see
1: why it's a story? No. Okay. It, it's For me, it's just like, oh, my God, for me, Raheem Sterling—he's a footballer provides a service. He's not a product. He's not owned by anyone. And and so this is why, unfortunately, we get players. You see it on social media now. If a player wins, they'll say glad with the result. Um, we you know happy to score. And if they lose, you know we go again next week. They are becoming robots because they can't show express anything because they get criticised. His tattoo—he could have ten tattoos and, and ten guns and a grenade. It shouldn't even matter. And even going back to Joe Hart, a but do you accept? Ago, I
4: mean, I, I'm, okay. doing, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Okay. But do you accept that other people would feel, well, hang on a minute—that that he is somebody that's looked up to by young people, and this image of a gun, given that you know the gun crime, black on black, knife crime, gun crime, this sort of thing—is this a sensible image for him to have? I mean,
1: how do you react to that? What I would say is that him having that gun on his leg. Does not change the conditions that a lot of young people are growing up in, that I grew up in, that are killing themselves or selling drugs or whatever. So if people are really upset about the gun crime and the knife crime, then when you look at, we need to look at the real pro- problems that are happening. And when you look at statistics, a lot of it is from kids getting failed in education, which I do. I've worked in the last twelve years. So if we are going to do that, we need to shift the attention from his leg and look at the source. And these, by the way, this is this isn't just my opinion from me being there but these are actually statistically proven so I think that's what we need to do. Hmm.
4: And and you know bringing it out looking at when you talk to these footballers were they sort of interested because you were talking to them about something that probably no one talks to them about just about how they feel
1: about Massively, themselves. massively. It's funny because um, so I, at first I started to reach out to players I knew and then afterwards and maybe I'd use the players I knew to get me into contact uh, I mean sorry no mm. to I mean get you've me to been working knew,
4: with clubs haven't you in the Premier
1: League? Yes, yeah. yeah. So um. But what what it was, it was so interesting just by how their body language was. Um, you could just sell it was almost like, oh my God, you're interested in hearing about me. You're not looking to just pull anything. So a lot of the times, if I couldn't even be with them because it's players from different countries, or sorry, living in different countries, I'm transcribing like two hours worth of... Um, Video here because literally, I want their story. So, you will flick a chapter in the book and you'll just see them talking about the experience. Anthony Garner talking about his time at Port Vale being told he's going Tottenham, not having the option. But actually, Liverpool, he said, Who's it? Who else is interested? Liverpool, Coventry, da, 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 but you're going Spurs, and then you hear about why he ended up going Spurs and what his experience was like. But no one's actually asked these questions. So, the players were stepping forward in droves i'd say i suppose the other counter argument
4: i don't even agree i definitely don't agree with this but people will say well look, they earn a, a fortune they earn so yeah. much money you know sh- do they need all this protection do they need all this help
1: yeah i mean people will say this won't they yeah they will they've been saying it for years but mm. we have to ask ourselves a question what do we value in life you know is it money i mean for me no and if it is and unfortunately most people i hear talk about footballers since i was young is you know you know they get paid so much I think we need to reevaluate in terms of what is important to us in our life. Because if you look at money, I think the um, the average wage in this country, what is it? Um, Twenty six grand. Twenty six grand. Mm-hmm. So that means in, across the world, it's I, I saw in two thousand and sixteen, it was ten grand. So actually, we're all quite well off. So that means at work, we can all get treated a bit rubbish, really, because we get paid well. How are we going to value this? It's about your well being. I think for footballers, they're getting more and more detached. A lot of young players are being offered contracts say no thanks don't want it i've found from working in football for this long that i look at it and i think obviously when i was 10 i wanted to be a professional footballer not that yeah.
4: i was good enough but it was just a dream and and then you sort of think oh well, wouldn't it would be great if your kids were professional sports people mm-hmm. and i think i, I don't think it's a, a journey to happiness generally i don't no. or not an easy one it can be mm-hmm. and yeah there are lots of benefits have you, do you have a conclusion to how people within the game can make you know players <coughs> happier and therefore presumably more successful Yes. Tough question.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. No, but I'm glad you asked it. And this is the reason why I did the book, because for me, I felt like, put it like this, I, I think every player I spoke to about their kids, each one have said to me, you know what, I don't want my child to play football. Each one. And now I always say, well, hold on a minute, you're always looking at the negatives though. We've got to look at everything else that it's given us. We are traveling the world, and we get to meet people from different backgrounds. Like the, the experience is unbelievable. Even in a workspace, as I said, I've worked in education for about 12 years, ofsted come in, teachers are panicking, but I've been under pressure from being a schoolboy because I don't know if I'm going to get a new contract. You know, or if my manager's going to pick mm. me the next week. So for me, I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, I'm cool. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm used to working in high intense pressures. So um, I think in terms of the environment, people need to be brave. And the reason why I say be brave at the moment is. We've, systematically, we've got things in in place now. We've got the psychologists, we've got the welfare officer, we've got the coaches now required to do even more education. But they have to be brave enough. First of all, the therapists need to be able to support players, even when it comes to challenging a coach who's actually doing the wrong things. At the moment, that's not happening. So that's the first thing. The same things we require on the pitch, we require offer it bravery and courage. Um, secondly, be brave enough to actually implement what you believe in. We look at, say, Pep Guardiola. He's unbelievable. When he first took over at Barça, I think he lost the first two games. He said to Ronaldinho, who was like a global star, "Yeah, I'm not having you later because this is how I want it. You don't fit in my plan." And we're seeing now the benefits, but that wasn't easy. So when we're looking at the system as a whole, we need to we need people that are brave enough to support the players' well being if we're going to take it forward in terms of make, creating a new system. We've got to be brave enough to believe in this is what I want, this is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to do it.
7: Listen to The Hawksby and Jacob Show live every Monday to Friday afternoon from 1, broadcasting across the UK on DAB Digital Radio, online at talksport.com or via the TalkSport app.
2: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile.
4: You join us at a pivotal moment in uh, Andy's Does He Know His Biscuits Challenge? It's yeah. National mm. Biscuit Day. It's in the mirror if you want to play along at home. Currently, uh, one out <laughs> of you four. you play along at failed, home. He failed to recognise. This who, would have been great on Blue Peter the, if you'd taken the job. Well, I turned down Blue Peter in 2008. Oh, yeah. I was just too intellectual. <laughs> For me, it was. Uh, hob. You, you failed to get hobnob party. <laughs> you made that island out of a sort of washing... No, I had to learn the history of Lego. And I had to squirt someone in the face with a water pistol have you seen the Lego version of the Champions League I have, final yes very amusing yeah, yeah I retweeted it as well a lot of trouble um, they yeah, they really did Go on, sort of far away with the biscuits animation. Here we are So you were uh, One out of four so far You yeah. only recognised the custard cream We're on to biscuits Five, six, seven and eight Okay Here we go Do you want to help me, Victoria? No, 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 come oh, on okay. This is not Does Victoria yes. Bourne know her biscuits? You're not involved in this This is a purely Born Andy gosh, yeah, Sorry, isn't it? Um uh, That one That looks like Peak friends Number five Number a Bit five, of a shortbread Malted milk Incorrect Oh, I know this one Number yes. six yes. It's the What do you call that what one? What do you call it? Don't, yeah. no, do oh, not I help, know don't, 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 you, it's, like it's got, it, it's like a rum and raisin, mm. th- yeah, you're, you're allowed to know what it is, but you need to, don't help him. What is it, There's John? no no Garibaldi. Well, I'm not giving you that. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's one one. Andy that was, won. That was like who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, you should uh, <laughs> Garibaldi. <laughs> it's Andy. Andy won. John won, and John's only guessed one. Seven nice, it. nice bits. Correct. It's a point for Andy Jacobs. Everyone, and I'd say that's a Maryland Cookie number eight. Uh, Victoria
0: Jaffa Cake.
4: Uh, correct. So the scores well done. are Victoria. <laughs> Andy won. John won. Victoria.
7: Subscribe to the Hawksby and Jacobs weekly podcast today and get all the highlights of the week delivered direct to you every Thursday.
4: Uh, What have you got, Andy? Oh, it's that time. It's that time, yeah. This is time for your, it's for your vignette. I've got loads of here. I've got, well, let's da- go vignette to vignette. You okay. Can, you, you can go first if you want. Now, my the favourite headline to come out of the Daily Mirror this morning mm. was from the health section that just said, laxatives aren't just for emergencies. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, a it's like a myth. Dogs aren't just for Christmas. No, it's a myth that taking uh, regularly taking laxatives can damage the bowel. Some of us have naturally sluggish digestive systems. Several over-the-counter laxatives Mm. can help speed things along. Anyway, it was just just a headline that caught my eye. (laughs) It's a good one. They aren't just for emergencies. They're (laughs) for all the family, (laughs) all the time. If you're not sure what to do on a Sunday afternoon... Just get some laxatives and away you go. (laughs) Here's a feel-good story, though. Uh, An Irish setter has donated enough blood to save 180 dogs. Eight-year-old Clancy has given 45 pints in Baltimore, uh, USA. Uh, Probably not his choice, though, was it, really? So then it was, you know, probably more Uh, salute to the owner. Well, do you, want to, do you want me to follow your good news with some bad news? Yeah, yes. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, go um, uh, this is uh, from the G2 it's a new section. section. Good news, good bad news. Good news, bad news. This is uh, bad news for carrots, everybody. Bad news for carrots. Yes. Is there a carrot shortage? I no. Uh, Britain's this. carrot consumption is booming. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Why is um, that bad news for carrots? <laughs> or perhaps not. Wait for me to finish. Right. Wait, we wait. For, let's wait for Raheem to finish that, too, the tata- <laughs> that tattoo. That's how you said. it. <laughs> before, before we... Just wait. Criminologist <laughs> Emmeline Taylor yeah. has told the Daily Mail that customers may be using self-service checkouts to register carrots as a purchased item when putting more expensive fruit and veg in their shopping bags. She calls these shoppers... Swipers, seemingly well intentioned patrons engaging in routine shoplifting. So, you know, the idea that obviously we were thinking that uh, carrots uh, were booming, and that was good news for all of Mm us. It's actually might people might be just trying to get an avocado through on a carrot price. Have you ever done that, Andy? <laughs> no. Are you sure? <laughs> Absolutely. Your face looks guilty no, no. as hell. Absolutely, no, no, no. Absolutely. There's sir. someone in my local Waitrose who uh, she's there to stop the shoplifters. It's brilliant when she catches someone. Really? Oh, she take gets them to take everything out of their bag, dresses them down. It's humiliating. Good for her. She had them up against the wall sort of thing. In, oh, you know, absolutely, yeah. Tasers Vice. The t- 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 spread them. them as the parmes- <laughs> Parmigiano falls out of both their bags for well, life. One thing that might be on sale at Waitrose in your local area, because mm-hmm. it's that sort of area, is cockroach milk. Oh, yummy. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, most people would be happy never to meet a cockroach, let alone drink its secretions, but claims for a new superfood could put the juice from the insects on cafe menus... Everywhere, Gwyneth Paltrow, you won't be surprised, is uh, she loves the the roaches, I and mean, uh, she's already selling ento milk made of uh, s- sustainably farmed insects. How long does one cockroach have to lactate for a pint? I mean, you need a thousand insects to produce a hundred grams of milk. Oh, really. I mean, I suppose they don't. Not have as good a... as cows. I mean, if you had a thousand cows, <laughs> exactly, a lot more than yeah. a gram of yeah. milk, yeah. would not you really? Take that cockroaches. <laughs> but you know, once once Trump and uh, Kim Jong Un <laughs> get together, and there's the nuclear holocaust, there'll be only cockroaches left. So then we'll all be that's, that'll be on the experts. Our view, our oh yeah, of course, I want the experts. Barbara view. Stay of ah. the University of Iowa said mm-hmm. the only way to milk a cockroach, <laughs> yes, was with filter paper and requires making cultures of it. So you can't do it just like you milk a cow. Uh, so I see. You'd have to be quite dexterous to knock a cockroach. You would need, it. yes. I mean, you I don't believe something else there. I, I'm not Just an close. expert, but I don't believe cockroaches have udders. But you know, I may be wrong. You are wrong. Am I? The You're udders... wrong about everything. <laughs> you can't. You cannot extrapolate from my lack of knowledge of a cockroach's udders, so that I know nothing. Um, oh, go on your turn. Wait, well, my turn. Hmm. Um, our cars are dirtier than kitchen rubbish bins, according to a study. Um, uh, lots of people listen in their car, mm, don't you? This will be terrible news for you if you're currently in a vehicle. <laughs> Researchers used swabs to test the cleanliness levels of five cars and found them teeming with bacteria. The worst areas? Do you want to have, have a guess, Andy? Uh, my wife would say Chiswick. <laughs> <laughs> my car's a right well, Yes, no, well, Chiswick's not on it, but <laughs> think more inside the car. Um, what, yeah. <laughs> like the gear stick, not the worst area oh, for dirty oh, cars. No, I see what you mean. <laughs> Oh, I see. Uh, the steering wheel, obviously. Uh, the steering wheel is there, yes. Uh, the stair, the stairwell, is it? Uh, I mean, we have a very big car. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cool. It's not cool <laughs> right. what, what are you stairwell? Do? <laughs> well, you drive. I'll just pop downstairs. That's for a little nap in your enormous car. Who knew? See, if you do this for eighteen years, that's what you get. You get an upper deck. <laughs> just, just Mrs. Jacobs I, drive you around in a bus, double driving around town. There you are. You would be the grumpiest. I mean, they're, they're grumpy at the best of times, bus drivers. you would be a terrible bus I don't driver. I would be like Stan Butler from On mean, the Bus. You no, know, you'd be furious with everyone and everything. Um, uh, gear stick <laughs> <does stairwell>. Ge- <laughs> Gearstick handbrake, indita- indicator, stall. <laughs> <on. Go on. laughs> steering wheel and the door handles. Uh, in 60% of cases, cars were worse than bins, taps, and office keyboards. Um, uh, Bill Stimson. Uh, who is from Eurocar Parts. He like rec- Bill Stickers. He Bill Stickers. should be prosecuted. Bill stickers <laughs> No, we shouldn't yeah. prosecute Bill Stimson. But do you know what he recommends? What? Cleaning. <laughs> well done <laughs> there Bill. you go. Tremendous nothing effort gets... by Bill. <laughs> well he does say a cleaning routine, but nothing gets <laughs> uh, nothing gets past Bill Stimson. So there we are. <laughs> there we go. I should say hello to my wife, who's uh, driving to Luton You know, no, filthy be. bus. <laughs> no, no, her, her bus is clean. It's mine. That's <laughs> terrible. It? I bet the Queen got excited yesterday. when. why? Oh, uh, well, at Santa Anita Racetrack in America, they had the Corgi National Dog Racing Championships. You oh. know, she's a big fan of the Corgi. Yeah, yeah, I know. And uh, oh, they look good there. There's a picture of them in the Times. Number four, I think she was on, who seems to be winning. Yeah, well, force going in the right direction. Mm. You know, they don't look they don't look quite as expert as greyhounds. They would, I think it's on the flat. They're no good over the jumps. Yeah, that's is an issue. Beecher's Brook is <laughs> an issue for corgis. It is. Isn't it? Yeah.
7: Hawkesby and Jacobs weekly from Talk Sport.
4: Good afternoon, everybody. You are listening to Talk To Me, Jacob's on Talks. Never mind the Kenefa World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Dave in Warwick writes, uh, my missus inherited a life-size cow off her gran. It's in our garden. I hate it. But I haven't <laughs> got the heart to tell her. Feel free to come and steal it. Uh, Dave the Lock says, I bet Andy does have a ceramic bison Basin in the bathroom. Thank you. Dan from Berry uh, asked, was Mrs Jacob sheepish when she broke the news? You have no quality control on these, do You, you just read them out. <laughs> Well, Why don't you what? edit them before you read them? Why don't you sort of think to yourself, "Well, that's funny." Ups- that one. I know you're upset. And that was not-, not so funny, so I'm- I won't read that one. I know out. you're upset about the sheep, and There's no need to take it out on me. What else? Is In the studio, we're joined by Paul Watson, who is yeah, the director about of Kanifa and the FIFA uh, and the Kanifa Football World Cup. And it's great to have you in the studio. And normally, when someone comes in in the break, we sort of talk about the, you know, what, what they're up to, and get a bit of research, and a <laughs> last chance for some good research before we go on air. And Andy just was showing you pictures of the
0: sheep and how it makes them more warm. sympathetic than you were. It's really hard coming in in this atmosphere, to be totally <laughs> yeah. honest. It's very somber. I was going to say she I come back tomorrow. Yeah.
4: But you made a very accurate point that Andy has been saying this is a life-sized sheep. When you see the sheep, it's absolutely tiny. And Andy, for his whole life, has misunderstood the real it's size be of a lamb then. yeah
0: it's, it's really small yeah it's a, t- it's a tiny thing i mean either that or the other items in his living room are uh, <laughs> huge, huge. That, that is the other option <laughs> it's
4: quite a big telly
0: <laughs> anyway paul uh,
4: you are a director of canifa can, can you tell us what it is
0: yeah sure it's the confederation of independent football associations so we represent nation states peoples who aren't allowed into fifa's framework basically um, um,
4: and uh, what's your role in all of
0: this? Uh, well, I'm, I suppose, one of the lead organisers of the World Football Cup, as we have to call it, which is um, taking place in London uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, if we called it the World Cup, we'd be sued by <laughs> mm. a certain organisation. What's your relationship with FIFA like? It's fine, actually. They They know of us, but strangely, they don't see us as a threat. That would be my assessment of it, yes.
4: <laughs> but you've had a lot of good publicity about it, our old friends Paddy Power right behind the whole thing. And uh, I know Moose is going down to cover a game. There's a lot of interest in this. And, you know, at a time of the year when there is no football, I mean, I know you've been clever enough to time it like this, you know, between the season and the World Cup starting, but there should be a lot of interest in
0: it. Yeah, and I think we've tapped into something in that I think people are ready for a slightly different view of um, of football and a more maybe ethical view of it and also the idea that you should be allowed to play for an identity not necessarily just to be bound to where you're literally where you're born uh is quite popular plus the fact we're a grassroots organization we're all volunteers you can attest to that by the scruffy manner that i present myself everywhere uh we aren't bigwigs we're not guys in suits there are no briefcases full of money um there was no draw
4: with a uh, lady in a ball gown and you know Gary Lineker in a suit No, and, you know we do. ex-pros
0: with Kinder Egg That pots. was plan B Right, uh, <laughs> and like the, the World Cup trophy you're saying ours isn't worth 10 million but <laughs> it is actually I think made by the same designer who are making FIFAs so my I really hope to God they haven't mixed the two up and we end up receiving the uh, £10 million <laughs> <laughs> There's not a new
4: trophy, is there, this year, for the World Cup? No, no, no. no. I think they re... Oh, maybe there they is, because, because I I wonder, so. Brazil, they won it for the fourth... No, they didn't win it last time, so I don't know. I think the unspoken no, no. is it
0: gets lost most times. Yeah. You know, they've won the World Cup, and I think... No know, one really cares. You'll more never more beat the World Jules Um
4: So because you're right there is a you know constant talk about the sort of disconnect between you know professional football and the fans and all that and this is there are some sort of heartwarming stories coming from all the different squads are not
0: Yeah absolutely I mean uh, as I say like for a lot of our teams just simply being allowed to play for their identity is is an immense thing so some of the sacrifices and the risks they've had to take are, are huge you know a lot of people will know of Tibet but maybe not so many people would know about Matabililand, who you know they are The people who were victims of a genocide in the 1980s in Zimbabwe, their team had to play in secret because the secret police would have shut them down. They had to drive uh, 20 hours on a public bus to get to their games. You know, they were basically fundraising till the very last second to get on on the flights. Same with the Kabilia team. Their president of their FA was arrested as soon as they qualified for the tournament. So you know, to value flying 9,000 miles from a little dot in the Pacific because FIFA's refused to acknowledge them for 25 years despite the fact there's a thriving football scene there. So there's these sort of amazing passionate stories throughout our tournament, people who've who've basically done incredible things to even get to London at all. Um, and we don't want to be too heavy about it but it, it really is a, a sort of exhibition of how much love for the game there is across the world and this is so detached from the sort of multi-millionaires and the five-star resorts. It's All of us crammed into a sort of student accommodation in North London playing games at non-league stadiums around around London so
4: that's where the players are staying Mm. and I mean you've got commercial partners we mentioned Paddy power then you've got others I see from the website so presumably they've helped with the funding because I mean you know how have these teams got over here and funded?
0: the teams fund themselves to come over we look after them when they're here as you say sponsors has been a big big problem for us Uh, Paddy power people questioned a little bit about having a betting company for an organization like ours but they saw it through and they you know they were willing to stand by this as a as a thing other sponsors ran a mile we had four or five significant sponsorship bids and then we were asked to remove tibet from the competition and we refused and that was where they disappeared so so what... that's
4: pressure coming from china Presumably, Tibet, yeah. presumably and we it, don't know well, companies that deal with China, yeah. you know, don't most want companies the will have a yeah.
0: Chinese mm. interest or want to. And it wasn't only Tibet, some of our other teams as well, we were asked to remove, but it was mainly Tibet. And obviously, that's not something we'd ever consider. But it shows, I think, quite elegantly how our teams are the underdogs where they're the little guys. And so, getting funding for the little guy is often pretty laborious. And this tournament's been held together by volunteers, by small donations from individuals, just fans who have bought replica shirts it really is a cobbled together competition uh, and i think that's kind of the spirit of this event it's normal people having a having a tournament what
4: about the standard? I mean, it, how many teams are there? One, two, three. 16.
0: 16. Okay, that's a good
4: number. But I mean, are there clear favourites? Are there t- people that are teams that are more advanced
0: than other teams? Yeah, Abkhazia are the, probably the favourites. They're the holders. They won it in Abkhazia last time on penalties uh, Where, where sets, is Abkhazia? It uh, it's between Georgia and Russia, so it's oh. a disputed state. Um, it's um, no wonder it's for your geography. This yeah, I, I, of... <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been able to identify about 14 of these 16 before yeah, I took you definitely over win the job. pointless, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. But I mean, basically, yeah, they'll have some players who've been in the Champions League. There'll be players in this competition who've been at Champions League level. James Riley of Cascadia, he played for LA Galaxy, Seattle Sounders. We've got Marius Stankovicius playing for Padania, who played for Sampdoria and Lazio. But on the other hand, there'll also be a lot of players who are semi-pro and a lot of players who are amateur. So the mix is huge, and the the quality may be quite different uh, team to team. But at the very top, where you've got Northern Cyprus... uh, Maybe Padania, um, possibly Punjab and Abkhazia. Those teams really are very strong. And I think people don't quite realise how good they are till they see them in action. Are you worried about mismatches, in you know, 16 nils and all that? They do happen. At our last tournament, there were some thrashings. Uh, but the thing is, the spirit of the competition is that people don't tend to run up big scores. And if they do, it's, it's still in quite a nice spirit. I remember... Uh, at the last moment, when Abkhazia, the hosts, were thrashing Chagos Islands, I think it was six or seven at the time, the crowd started cheering for the Chagos team. Mm-hmm. And that just meant a hell of a lot to this these people that have been sort of denied their homeland for generations just to hear the, the word Chagos and the fans all uniting. So we don't expect there to be any like really horrible thrashings, but... There could be some mismatches. Have you balanced
4: the groups deliberately? I mean, in yeah, the sort of weighted. In a, Yes. Yeah,
0: there is a seizing system. Uh, we feel there's a group of death. The one with um, Northern Cyprus in it, Northern Cyprus, Abkhazia, Carpatalia, and Tibet, um, the, the first three of those are incredibly strong. Uh, and Northern Cyprus, playing at Enfield Town, uh, where there's a massive Turkish and Northern Cypriot community, they're going to have huge support. They've got a very strong squad. Um, so we're expecting them to be amongst the favourites, but they could equally go out in the first round if they're not careful.
4: Um, and and how many of these players will be, like you say, absolutely playing for this shirt because they believe in it so much? And how many are, you know, people sort of ringing around going, "Have you got a granddad from Abkhazia?"
0: To <laughs> so be honest, nobody would do this unless they really believed in it. There's no there's no money in it. Uh, a lot of the players have had to fund their own flights. Um, you know, everyone who's here is going to really want to be doing this for simply the fact that they feel it's a chance to represent an identity that's denied in in mainstream football. So there won't be any phoning it in, or any sort of divers, or... It's going to be a real sort of grassroots spirit to it, I think. You reckon
4: no-one's going to dive
0: in the whole tournament? If there's (laughs) a single dive, we're cancelling the whole thing.
4: (laughs) (laughs) think it off. Send them to I think you'll find there will be.
7: Hawksby and Jacobs Weekly from Talk Sport. Like
6: that. Mm.
4: Good afternoon, everybody. This is uh, Hawksman Jacobs on Talk Sports. Um, GM says, when I was a kid, I had a weird aunt who had a life-sized porcelain collie in the corner of her front room. In many ways, I now see Annie Jacobs as my new weird aunt. (laughs) And Adam says, pushing back my three o'clock meeting. Let's do the biscuit quiz. I can't see it or join in, but let's do this. Well, we need the the uh, yeah, this, might be, this might be a solo this is biscuits 13 through <coughs> 16 biscuits and he's, 13, and he's, he's currently 16. recommend he's currently recognized two out of 12 <laughs> so number 13 what have we got there uh number 13 i'd say is mm, digestive uh, rich tea unlucky 14 oh, i was gonna say rich tea, oh but, but you I didn't, didn't, say, didn't it, say it and that's how the rules of the biscuit quiz work <laughs> yeah. uh that is one of those it's Half chocolate, half biscuit. What do they call what, what a band they were. <laughs> what <are> they were? <laughs> I love that song. They did. Richard Key's Man. <laughs> um, oh, what's that? What is chocolate Digest. Correct. Oh, yes. Good. Your Good third week. biscuit. Well done. 15. Rich Tea, number it, 15. No, oh, it's a Choco Oh, I've never heard of that. Okay. can't okay. bring in foreign... You can't bring it. These foreign biscuits coming, coming over here. Take, Honestly, they, they come our over here, <laughs> taking over our tea dunking. <laughs> Number mm. 16. I've never seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> You've never seen a wagon wheel. There we go. All right, so biscuits. <laughs> is that a wagon wheel? It's cleverly. Wheel? That is very much like question of sport, as we were saying yesterday. You wouldn't recognize that as necessarily as a wagon wheel. No. Well, I'm looking at it, it. Was playing it's, darts. Got biscuit. it's got a biscuit, it's got the marshmallow, it's yes. everything you see yeah, well, you know in now. a wagon wheel. Okay, it's time to go vignette versus vignette. Oh, all right. okay, who wants to start? I'll start with okay. this one from okay. uh, India. This is a good story I read this morning. Doctors removed a six-inch showerhead from a man's posterior oh. after the 26-year-old <laughs> said he slipped. And fell in the shower. and you I telling Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, he fell up. He must have must have flown up <laughs> in the air, was not he? I love those. Wow. Well, there are different types yeah, of shower Lots of people who work in A and E will tell you A and E's will tell you that this is you know this people do these sort of things and always say they slipped. I'd mean, like to know what type of shower head because some are, some are much wider <laughs> don't than don't others, not they? Really. You, okay, do you want mine? Yes, please. Here we are. A Chinese family uh, was shocked when the pet dog they had raised for two years turned out to be a black bear. The family. <laughs> Sorry. That would be a bit of a shock. Here we Especially go. Especially as he got bigger. Well, well, that's a good point you make that. Uh, you, you, the family bought what they thought was a Tibetan mastiff in 2016. Uh, here are some of the telltale signs that it wasn't a dog. They realised their mistake when it wouldn't stop growing and started walking on two legs. Quote, Su started Yun. Performing circus Su Yun said, The more he grew, the more like a bear he looked. Uh, said Su Yun, who lives near uh, Kunming. Not Su Young. Not Su Yun. Su Yun. Su Yun okay. Uh, okay. In Yunnan province. Uh, I'm a little scared of mm. bears, she added. Oh, so there you are. There, there are. used to be a thing in the, in the China Daily. It was marvellous. It was called China Scene. And it had loads of these stories like that. That was oh. a typical China. And. The, the English newspapers would read them and pick up those little ones, but it's sort of disappeared now. It's so really hard to find because I think the, the, the authorities in China realised that people were sort of using it to take the Mickey out of the the country, which is a shame because they were fun, interesting. Mm. You know, mm. if you've got a country with one billion people and you're going to get a few sort of interesting yeah. stories. Absolutely right. You know, it's so the, well, it's your vignette. The it's your Oh, town. it is. Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, I could do the the thing about the bloke who's squatting in Boris Becker's mansion. Oh, yes, I've seen him. <clears throat> yes, Georg Beres, yes. 44. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, Boris could well do without this, because, you know, he's basically, you know, we all know his financial situation not the best. And uh, it was announced this morning that he's getting divorced oh. for the second time, which is oh. basically the last thing he needs. But anyway, he's got this £13 million home in Majorca, which um, belongs to him. But he didn't know... Uh, Georg, that it belonged to Boris, but he's got great big plans for it. He said, oh, uh, Yeah, he said it could be a place for meetings. We'd like to plant vegetables and offer oh. seminars about renewable energy. <laughs> 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 Boris, hang on, i to miss my house. Oh, <laughs> that's how squatting works. Would he have taken? Had it been Ivan Lendl's house, would he? Would he have? Would he have moved in? That's what we're not If Stefan Edberg's, so I'm not moving into a house of Mats Vilanda That's for sure. And um, this is from uh, Japan. Mm. How much would you spend on uh, a melon, Andy? <laughs> Um, probably about, don't know how much is, i uh, three quid. Are you in touch? It's like asking the Prime Minister, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Andy Jacobs, so out of touch. So out of touch, he doesn't know the price of a melon. He's got no clue what a cantaloupe costs <laughs> the ordinary working family. <laughs> anyway, this weekend, a set of two Yabari melons fetched a record-breaking really? 3.2 million yen, which is $29,000. Really? What, for a melon? For two, well, two melons, to be fair, yeah. at an auction in Hokkaido. Uh, according to the Mainichi hmm. News, these melons went for more than the previous record, uh, which sold for $3 million in 2016. I wanted to make a record-setting bid by all means, said the winning bidder, Shinya hmm. Noda, a vegetable packaging company president. There we are. Uh, the luxury fruit will be on display until the end of the month. After that, they'll be sliced up and given to Noda's customers. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the month? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they'd probably be... How do they keep? Oh. Oh, do you know what I mean if you're spending $29,000 presumably you've got quite a good fridge system <laughs> anyway late spring is when people in Japan begin buying Natsu no Gifuto summer oh. gifts for customers and clients there doesn't you go he, uh, yes oh, yeah, $29,000 for a melon so. I, I used to go to school with uh, a bloke called Godfrey Melons did you <laughs> well, that's got to do no it's same. totally irrelevant but you know <laughs> anyone an else name. has any link to the word melon <laughs> now's your chance because Andy's done it it's good enough for all of us like <laughs> 8, 1089 that filter suddenly disappeared doesn't it <laughs> Now, some photos came in of the Roonies on holiday. Oh, marvellous. And uh, well, I've got to find it now. <laughs> Brilliant. No, that's OK. I thought I had the photos. No, I haven't got them now. Well. Hold on, I'll be with you in a minute. Do you want the names do of the new referees of, for, for the Premier League? The new referees for the Premier I tell you, I do like Chris Kavanagh. I think well, he's a very, well, very promising referee. The two referees, both 35, Simon mm. Hooper and David Coote. There you are, right, Really? So you know if you work on not pub... the banking family. No, he's not from coots. Uh, <laughs> but he'd, if you want to all... be beyond sort of tempting for ma- <laughs> and a match fixing, how about this for one million? <laughs> yeah. I'll give you half a gin and lemon. He'd be like, that's, that's not good enough for me. Lemon or melon? Well, the lemons are also pricey. <laughs> uh, have, you, have you got to your Rooney? I found it, it Excellent. Yeah, no. yeah. And uh, Wayne and Colleen Rooney arrived in Barbados lugging ten huge suitcases last week. She ten? Won't... No, no. They, she, it's true. The last time she went to uh, Barbados, she had ten. And I don't really understand it. The Sun made a good point here. They, they All they need really is swimming gear because that's true when you're in Barbados. Yeah and You're staying at say Sandy Lane. What are right. you? What, how, how much clothes would you need, really? I'm mean, quite a posh. Not, not, not a whole lot. It's, generally it's not gonna get, You might need a, a maybe a, <clears> some <throat> sort of jumper for the night time, might get a bit chilly, <clears> so, yeah. yeah, yeah nice. But you wouldn't need 10 suitcases. Well, they have got four children: they've got Kai, eight, Clay, five, Kit, two, okay. and three-month-old Cass. We put one child in each suitcase, <laughs> they that's have. four, and one of the children doesn't have a K. He, Cass is, I suppose, like Cassius, but Kai, Clay, and Kit all have sort of oh, you mean t- Cass like Tony Cascarino because they're the, the Rooney's love the weekend sports breakfast. It could be the reason they think. So, yeah, yeah. it's very possible. Um, and uh, uh, Colleen, 32, showed off, while she showed off her tan on the deck of a catamaran, mm-hmm. uh, Everton Ace Wayne, also 32, thanks very much, you didn't really need to know that, seemed resistant to the Golden Rays and stayed proudly pale. That's because he obviously doesn't get... Some Bernie doesn't want to do that, does he? he fair-skinned. Yes. Colleen also packed in some action, proving a whiz on the water skis. You don't know that. You've just seen a picture of her water ski. You don't know if she was a whiz on it at all, do you? She might have been rubbish. And she joined Wayne and their two eldest boys on a wild high-speed ride on an inflatable. Well, how wild? I know. And it was time for some gentle old-school fun, too, with the couple taking toddler kit for a paddle with his bucket and spade. What? Well, like most people do when they take children on holiday. Mm, You mm. sort of would tend to do that, wouldn't you? And a poignant holiday with the family, well, because you might be going to Washington, Uh, Meanwhile, Kai showed his sporting side by doing a backflip off the boat. Well done, Kai. Um, Do you want some good news before we break? Yeah. People who wear glasses really are more intelligent. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not true. (laughs) Genetic researchers have found out laying rest to a centuries-old cliche. Experts at the University of Edinburgh analysed the genetic data of more than 44,480 people, found the most intelligent were nearly 30% more likely to have to wear glasses than those who scored poorly. Isn't that interesting? interesting? It is, but... I am actually... I have... I did an eye test for a local radio feature that probably isn't well remembered. You do um, a lot of medical stuff. for <laughs> radio well, stations. It turned out that I had better than twenty twenty vision. You can have better than I could better. be. I, I could be a fighter pilot if I. I don't like flying, and I am not a big fan of war. But those two things aside, um, and you know, I have no filter. Yeah, um, I've my filter has been reached by Ian Ward. Uh, presumably not the uh, uh, former England cricketer. Um, I broke not, my car window once, I'm... Ian. Did Ian, break Did Ian? Yes, and now I was, I was bowling to him. Oh, no, 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 I was fielding, that's right. Ian was batting. It was a uh, Bunbury game. In fact, my first ever Bunbury game. It was in Richmond. And uh, somebody bowled to Ian, and he played a beautiful shot. It was an absolutely fantastic strike. It went for six, it went for miles. I thought, what a lovely shot that is. It went over the f- tree, and it. I could hear it crash as it landed I thought, oh that doesn't sound too good and there it was it was my car that i was selling that i'd already sold it it was due to be sold the next day uh... did wardy pay up no he didn't really what well, a it... skinflint well it wasn't i didn't ask him to it wasn't his fault was well, it, it was absolutely just... was his fault no it wasn't he was plying his trade huh. for not, on your... not on the bonnet of your luxury we found you breaking yesterday. news from december well, 1929 only if it's very quick okay G. Bruton has joined Blackburn from Burnley for £6,500. Ah, wow, fantastic. Your reaction, please, uh, Burnley fans, uh, at eight 8.18 on the text. Afternoon, everybody. This is to and Jacobs on TalkSport. Uh, Jamie's been in touch, Andy. Oh, he's, yes. He's waiting for someone to Photoshop Sergio Ramos holding the sheep in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> he also he also asks, uh, couldn't yeah. Marek, couldn't whoever, who, I don't know who Marek is, but couldn't he's he fix handy, the man. I think it's beyond that, isn't it? It's, just, it's just in about a hundred pieces, at yeah. least. I well, do can anything is possible that's what my handyman artur says very artur artur anything he's polish ex first division goalkeeper oh yeah. don't mess with him he Ooh. says anything is possible i bet is he played for your oh, polytechnic yeah. oh yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> he has. was he registered Everyone is registered. I don't play ringers.
7: Listen to The Hawksby and Jacob Show live every Monday to Friday afternoon from one Broadcasting across the UK on DAB Digital Radio. Online at talksport.com or via the TalkSport app.
5: Don't ask me.
4: So here we go, Andy. Uh, don't mm. ask me from the last time I sat in for Paul. Monday the 23rd of May to Thursday the 26th of May. What are the chances? Uh, so here we go. Five questions. Okay, I'll side. do my best. Um, question one. Who came to talk? Who came in to talk about running the marathon in just a bra? Oh, uh, Bryony Gordon. Correct. Well done. Uh, one point. Okay. A, uh, a, a rugby player came in to talk to us about meningitis. You spent a long time talking about... Getting tick about ticks in Chiswick Park. Matt Dawson. Correct. Oh, I'm better on this than I am on the weekly one. Are. We had a boxer on who kept talking about a great night of music and entertainment until <laughs> this line, unfortunately or fortunately, dropped off. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Paulie Mal- Maganacci. It Pally was Ma- Yeah, correct. Is that Day how you pronounce okay. it? Yes. 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 Oh, just about three out of five. Uh, three three, you mocked three. me because I hadn't heard of a famous British middle distance middle distance runner. However, you got his name completely wrong. Uh, who did you misremember? Oh, famous British middle distance runner. Uh, Oh, you might have me there. Steve Ovett. That was David Moorcroft. Oh, Oh, yes, I called him him David David Moorhouse. For 10 minutes and told me off (laughs) for not knowing who it was. Um, And finally, and and now you're just playing for pride here, Andy. Oh, well, nearly. Um, I made you interview me as if I was a footballer from the 70s using some very miserable answers, but entirely accurate ones. Uh, You go back in the day, who was the footballer? Oh, uh, oh, Derek Hale. Correct. God, hey, four out Very impressive.
7: Hawksby and Jacobs Weekly from Talk Sport.
6: K.R. Nair, Chief Cricket Writer at Golf News out in Dubai, joins us. Pleased to say that K.R. Nair, Chief Cricket Writer at Golf News out in Dubai, joins us. Uh, K.R., oh. thank you for coming on the show. Good morning. How are you? Hello, K.R. We appear to have lost K.R. Nair for just a second. We will bring him back but just to give you further details on that England winning the match in the end by four wickets and K.R. rejoins me and uh, just mentioning Ben Stokes there um, big statement saying that England can now become the best ODI team in the world again. Hello K.R. K.R. Nair hello. Yeah. Hello mate. we've got hello. you back sorry about that everybody. Um it got cut off. Uh, That's fine, we've got you back. Just say about Ben Stokes and his statement about England being hopefully the best in the world again soon.
2: Hello. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.